Good. All right. Welcome to Wine and Wisdom Podcast. I'm D. Owens. You can follow our Instagram at wine underscore wisdom podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook at Wine and Wisdom Podcast. Woo, I'm so excited for today's show. Um, first of all, the energy today is going to be amazing. I will start with that, okay? Because the guest for today, she has amazing energy. We've been speaking since last year, and I'm so excited to have her. So without further ado, please welcome Ebony Williams to the show. She is uh, amazing. First of all, hi, Ebony. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am doing just fine protecting my peace, enjoying my peace and enjoying it just being a day for me. And that's the word. Ebony um, is a thyroid health coach and advocate, uh, personal trainer, and also uh, another podcast host um, of her very own. It's called the Thyroid Warrior. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about thyroid help, uh, health. Oh my God, I can't even speak. And I haven't had any wine today. <laughs> It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's the energy. It's contagious. It, it really does things is. to you. <laughs> so, I'm so, excited. Um, so before we get into anything, where are you from again? Let's let our listeners know. Yeah. So I am originally from Detroit, but I currently live in Hanover, Maryland. So that's about 20 minutes from Baltimore. So I am 20 minutes south of Baltimore, but about 40 to 45 minutes north of DC. Okay. So you, you're pretty close to both. So you can have a little bit of both. I like I, I can best of both worlds. <laughs> I like it. Um, so first of all, I am very excited for today's topic. Um, and I didn't even tell you why I'm excited because I wanted to be this interview to be as organic and natural as possible. Um, but me personally, I'm excited about this topic because um, my father who passed away about 14, 15 years ago, he had thyroid um, issues. And I very briefly remember it because I was very young. Um, yes, girl. Yeah. Oh. This is why I'm very excited about this episode. Um, and he, I just remember being young and him taking medicine. I remember his uh, weight fluctuating and just different, like, you know, I was young, so they didn't tell me everything, but now looking back and once I learned that he had it, cause you know, learning about your uh, family's health history is Ooh, girl. super important. And as I'm getting older, I'm learning that. So we're going to touch on that as well. Um, but yeah, my father had thyroid issues and me now I'm getting to the age where I'm like, um, first of all, is it hereditary? I want to know everything. So I'm so excited to talk about this with you today. All the things. Okay. <laughs> so one of the things that I think is so important is thyroid issues tend to impact women more so than men, but men are not excluded. So right, the right. fact that your dad had a thyroid condition is also one of those, oh, moments. Right. Because far too often, you know, I, I just have so many things to say, but far <laughs> too often we just assume that, you know, nobody knows about this butterfly shaped organ that sits at the base of your neck until something wild happens. And I, I hear a lot of people all the time. Well, I don't have thyroid issues. Matter of fact, where is that? Right. Okay. We'll, we'll start there. Like, okay. So what I want you to do, sit up in your chair and I want you to kind of caress your neck. Just, we're going up and down to keep your mind out of the gutter. Um, <laughs> we are not practicing for anything else, but if you start right at the top of your neck, 
Okay. And move your hands down. You're going to feel the ridges of your esophagus. Uh-huh. And I want you to press a little bit in your neck. And once you get to just where like the top of your chest starts and you kind of press in, you will feel like you're going to choke yourself a little bit. You might, you might feel like feeling yeah. <laughs> that is where your thyroid gland sits. So if you take your hands at the bottom of your neck and kind of feel out, you're going to feel like a little bit more cartilage. And that is literally like the, the outer part of your thyroid gland. And you'll, you'll feel it. Like it, it kind of, it's almost kind of like feeling like an Adam's apple for a woman, but not really, but like you can, you can feel it a little bit. And when it's swollen, mm-hmm. it will stick out a little bit. And depending on whether or not you have Graves disease or hyperthyroidism, hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism, you're going to experience different things with that thyroid gland. And part of the reason why I kind of went up to like help you recognize that sensation mm-hmm. is that exact that is exactly what's happening when your doctor's kind of evaluating your neck and your thyroid gland. So if you think back to being in the doctor, you kind of, you know, experience them kind of touching on your neck a little bit mm-hmm. and you're like, Ooh, <laughs> that reflex is a little strong today. What's going on here? That was commonplace for me all the time. And what I didn't realize was my freaking thyroid gland was swollen all the time. Right. All the time, all the time. But I had no idea. And going back to talking about knowing your family history, Mm -hmm. it is so important. And when when you're young, you don't know. But I don't know if you think about this. But remember the days, like, let's say your family, like you're playing spades or Uno or bridge or any of those card games. Mm-hmm. And like, you hear them like, yeah, you know, cousin such and such man, like brother man is like losing it or auntie so-and-so auntie Teresa girl, she done went crazy. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. aunt Teresa may not have gone crazy. Maybe her thyroid levels are right. not optimal and she's having anxiety, depression, her, she's having mood swings. She's gaining weight. Her hair is falling out. Yeah. She don't look a little crazy because she probably has no idea what's happening to her. Right. And so we have a bad habit of just brushing people off or calling people crazy or saying like, Oh girl, I'm going through the times. Um, call it menopause or you know it's fine but <laughs> okay. right like and the issue that I have since learned is we don't know about the importance of thyroid or hormone health for that matter until something goes wrong And I can't tell you how many people will message me like when I do, like I'm going to have a program coming up. (laughs) It's called Go Ahead, Eat the Cookie. (laughs) And it's talking about weight loss. But the way that I'm going to frame it is around education about your hormone health. How can that have an impact on weight loss? How can eating whole foods help you? And a lot of people just assume like, I just want to be skinny and have a big ass. And you're like, um, excuse me, if that's what you want to come to me for, I am not the one for you. (laughs) Yeah, no. 
and and it's awkward because most people are like girl you better get that money that that's no that's not all money is good money yep and i'm in this to help people build a legacy of wealth through health mm. and it's not always about like people think that i just need to lose weight or i just want to get a butt but in reality when you think about your overall health and wellness, you can't outrun a bad diet. You can't, like, if I see one more person drink a cayenne pepper, lemon juice, and water, I'm going to scream. Like, I, I just, like, or them coming to me saying, like, you know, like, you know, I like, you got some sea moss, you know what I'm saying? I can help me. I'm like, please stop talking to me about sea moss. How, how is that even packaged? Like, I, somebody tried to give me some sea moss in a, in a mason jar, and I was like, girl, where is this from? I love you. And I recognize that we're trying to be healthy, but always question. So I'll stop there. <laughs> I know it's going to be some people real mad. Like what's wrong with CMOS? Nothing. Nothing. Right. But that's not the end all be all. Right. Just like the detox teas. And uh, I mean, I, I'm not, first of all, I am not a doctor. I, I just, I personally have been on my own little health journey and I'm learning things as I go. And these things may also help. Yes, they may help aid your weight loss, but they're not going to be the answer. They're not going to be your magic pill, your magic tea, your magic. And look, no, it, it doesn't okay. work that. It, it's work that has to be put in. Mm-hmm. We will all get into all of that. Not today, not today, not today. <laughs> or maybe not even in the next five to 15 minutes, but. <laughs> but I, I personally want to know, like, and I'm sure everybody wants to know, like, your story and what led you here, because, you know, you didn't just wake up one day and decide, you know, I'm just going to get into thyroid health. No. Um, what started this all for you? I know it's a, about your background and what happened to you. So I would love to hear the story and go in, and go into that. Yeah. So funny thing, again, thyroid issues tend to impact women later in life. Okay. For me, I started experiencing symptoms when I was about 16 or 17. I was in high school, like one day I'm fine. And then all of a sudden I'm starting to get really shaky. I'm getting anxious. I'm starting to just have blackouts while I'm taking my tests and I'm starting to lose weight and things weren't that great at home either. Like my birth father passed away when I was 13, right before I went into high school. And then my favorite aunt died that December. So it Like it was just a lot going on. And one thing that I will say is genetics may be the gun, but your lifestyle is what pulls the trigger. Mm, Okay. So I'm framing this for a reason. So as I continued to go through high school, things really got bad my junior and senior year. And by that point, I was angry. Like I was frustrated. I didn't know what was going on. My body was playing tricks on me. And all of a sudden I went from like the top of my class to the bottom. And my teachers are like, what is going on? I was like, I would like to know the same thing. I, I, <laughs> right, like, you I'm just like, I, something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. You know, it continued when I went to college and I 
was failing my test. I would study for hours. Like I was on a, a pre-med track, started new going in that I wanted to be a neuroscience and behavior major. I was like in it. And then all of a sudden, I had a really bad kidney infection my first year when I was like getting acquainted with college. And it was like one thing after another, like I started getting these infections and then, you know, I'm, I'm like, what, like, what's wrong? And <laughs> I laugh because I was going to the doctor and I was like, Hey, what's wrong? And I purposely went to a school because I didn't want to be considered a number. I wanted to get to know my professors and they would even ask me like, Ebony, like what's going on? Like you're one of my star students, but your test isn't right it ain't the math ain't mathing like like what's what's happening I was like I don't know like I think something is wrong and naturally you run into those professors that are like okay girl like you was probably one of them students that did good in high school but now you don't hit the real life and now you realizing that it's hard and you gotta work and I'm like actually no (laughs) um I went to a college preparatory school it was actually pretty hard I did more work in high school than I do here um thanks (laughs) not the problem show me your implicit and explicit bias without showing me or telling me about it okay so I ended up getting into a research program thanks to my cell biology professor like he is always going to be my hero because he looked past that and he would actually like test me but like orally and would have me answering the questions on the exam in person and then he will look at my paperwork and be like um Mm. you clearly know the answers right so why are like, he was like, do you need extra time during your tests? And, and, you know, just trying to figure it out to help me be successful. So I end up at Minnesota at Lake Itasca in the middle of nowhere. Okay. I'm seeing bears and porcupines and all kind of stuff. I was like, this is a little girl from, from Detroit. I'm from the ghetto. I ain't used to seeing all this nature. Like, what is this? And I'm like looking at, you know, lab equipment, pipette and stuff. And I'm just like, whoa, this room is spinning. So over that summer, like I was up in the middle of nowhere, go back to Minneapolis. And I was just in the, in the, at the doctor, at the ER, at the urgent care clinic, like if not every day, every other day. And I'm holding really expensive equipment. I'm operating really expensive equipment, trying to figure out why are my hands shaking? Like I couldn't even hold my hands out in front of my face without them shaking. My hair was falling out in clumps. My weight was starting to fluctuate. I was light sensitive. My joints were hurting. My heart was beating out of my chest. It was just so much in a short amount of time. And I literally would put like a, like, the cushion, you know, the cushion you stand on, if you're like working from a desk, like I would put that behind me mm-hmm. and put a towel over the bench behind me so that if I passed out, I wouldn't give myself a concussion. Like that's how bad it was. And I finally go to the doctor this one time and I have an attending and a PA in the office with me they're doing all these neurological tests and I'm like if y'all spin my head around one more time I'm going to vomit 
I really hope you have a couple of buckets because <laughs> I can't do this no more. Cause y'all already told me I have kidney stones. Wow. It's very hard to pass kidney stones that don't exist by the way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I worked at a health center in college. So I, the, the PA comes in and he's just like asking me all these different types of screening questions. And then all of a sudden I realized he's asking me questions about my sexual activity. If I have you know, like all, like, you know, have you had any fevers? If I'm like, all right, bro, here's where we're going to stop. Right. You are screening me for sexually transmitted diseases. I am not sexually active and I would really appreciate it if you took the fact that I am a young black woman out of the equation and it, that you would actually like treat me like a human being, because I know the questions that you're asking me, I am not promiscuous. I am not out here hoeing around. And what I would really like for you to do actually is get out. Cause we are not doing this today. I feel like shit and I'm not about to allow you to impose Mm-hmm. your prejudices and biases about black women we're not doing that today so please go get the attending I'm I'm not about this life like please you could just you're dismissed I'm not yeah. doing this and of course the attending comes in she's like oh my god I'm so sorry I said I don't have time for this that lab paper you got in your hand check everything off if I have to spend my entire stipend for the summer on these lab tests that's what we're doing like I, I'm, I'm done with this. Like I, I have, I have nothing left. I am wasting away, and y'all told me I'm not even giving oxygen to my brain. So as far as I'm concerned, the only next step we have is for you to find out what's wrong. You've already taken vials of blood. Keep going. Next day, I was like, and I would like those results stat. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I mean, before you go on, I feel like you have to. A lot of the times we have to speak up for ourselves, especially, mm-hmm. women, especially black mm-hmm. women. We have mm-hmm. to speak up for ourselves because when we say that we are feeling some type of way, it's dismissed. So mm-hmm. we have to literally beg them and let them know what you need. Yeah. Be vocal, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, it gets worse. Um, so the next day I get my results and my antibody, I mean, it's a whole bunch of stuff wrong with me, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's a list, but uh I, I get my antibody results back because she hadn't checked my TSH and my TPO antibody. So your TSH is your thyroid stimulating hormone. Okay. And then your TPO or your thyro thyroperoxidase antibodies. I always can't, that's a mouthful, y'all. It's a mouthful. And then your thyroglobulin antibodies are really important when you're trying to understand if you have an autoimmune component of things. Mm -hmm. And you also have a lot of antibody markers when it comes to looking at any type of condition, because just because you have an immune response, it may not always mean that you have an autoimmune disease, but it's best to check. So she like, we need to, you got to go to the endocrinologist. I was like, the what? (laughs) I I hadn't got to like anatomy and physiology yet. So I was like, they, what is, mm -hmm, what? (laughs) Who's that? What do they do? Okay. So endocrinologists, you know, I I get them a little phone. I was like, okay, that's that. All right. Uh, Okay. I don't have, I mean, diabetes also runs in my family. Mm. So I vaguely remember hearing endocrinologists with my aunts and all that stuff. So I was like, 
I mean, I did have a kidney infection. I don't, what? So I go to the endocrinologist, a med student comes in and I'm telling her everything that's been going on. And there is a, there is a part on my leg that still has remnants of said things, but like my muscles used to swell so bad that it almost looked like the muscle was separating from the bone. And I thought they were shin splints because I ran track in college and I'm just like, eh, shin splints, like that's what just take me up. Like I'm good. Not realizing that joint pain, muscle aches and fatigue are also a part or symptoms of having a thyroid condition. It could be an indicator of other things as well. But for me, that's what was happening. So she's like, oh my God, you're right. She's seeing like the tremors and all that stuff. And she's like, okay, when the doctor comes in, we'll be able to do all of these things. Shout out, doctor came in. Didn't even look at me, didn't introduce herself. I don't know his name to this day. I have no idea. Comes in. Like, I, I was, I mean, he washed his hands. I will give him that. Like, it's just, just, just on my throat. Like, I'm like, bro, like, take me out the lunch first. Like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. He looks at my chart and goes, "Yep, Hashimoto's." Places the chart back in the thing and walks. I was like, "Excuse me." Uh, she I'm, said, "Wait." Did he just? <laughs> I politely hopped off of the the the, the, the little bed, t- the exam table, and I went outside and I screamed at the top of my lungs, "Excuse me." My insurance is paying 45 minutes for this visit. Somebody better come back in here and tell me what this is. I don't even know what you just said. How she what? Is that Japanese? I don't understand. Somebody gonna come in here and tell me what's wrong with me because I don't wait it for years to know what's going on. And I'll be damned if I'm leaving here without somebody coming back in. Not my finest moment. Not my finest moment. But I was upset. I was I was frustrated. I was relieved, but also like, I know he didn't. Ju- and of course they sent the med student back in because they was like, Ooh, this is different. I said, you didn't excuse me. This is this. Somebody go tell me what this is. Right. And you know, she can't, she's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, is he about to retire? Is he close to retirement? Cause he should not be talking patients. <laughs> like, like at the time, this was also really pivotal for me because I, in my mind, I was going to school to, for my MD PhD track. Like I knew I wanted to do research. I knew I wanted to be a doctor because I had saw so much struggle from my family's perspective. My dad had died of a heart attack and a stroke. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, we, we got to do something about this. Like I knew that at an early age, but the way my body was set up, it was like, no, you can't do that. No, we not. Mm-mm. Nope. We can't do that. <laughs> so what ended up happening was the med student told me what was going on. She gave me information about it. And I proceeded to study for hours and days and they hadn't given me medication yet. So my family, because I would literally go to sleep on Friday, I wouldn't wake up until Sunday. Mm. What? Like I, 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 there would be times where I would come to my room and I wouldn't even know how I got there. 
like I, I had no, no idea, no recollection, no, no memory. I couldn't eat anything. I was super sick. All that, like it was bad. So my family was like, um, it's time to come home. You, you gonna come home. And I was like, no, I am not. Do you know how hard I had to work over the summer to do this project, to get this stuff done, to be in a lab at old dark 30? Cause oh, by the way, I had insomnia, so I couldn't sleep. And I was like, no, I'm finishing this. Even if it means I have to present my poster sitting in a chair, that's actually what I did. But I'm like, no, I'm, I'm finishing. Yeah. I'm finishing. So I ended up finishing the program. One of my um, then friends, we drove home together and I finally found an endocrinologist and she was like, oh my God, you're so young. Let's try food interventions. Let's try all the things first. Cause I really don't want to put you on this medication. Cause it's one of those things where once you start, you kind of have to stay on it. Right. And we tried, we tried, we tried real hard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I was getting worse and worse. And I was like, um, Dr. Stephanie, yeah, let me get let me get that medicine. Let me get that medicine. I'm gonna need it. <laughs> yeah, immediately, immediately. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need that. And and that's that's one thing that's I really want people to recognize and understand is just because you have to take medication for something does not make you a bad person. It does not make you less than. And there is a, a lot of people in the thyroid community that are like, well, no, I'm going to come off my medication. I am in remission for my Hashimoto's disease and I am living a happy, healthy life and everything is perfect. That's good for you. But there are a lot of people where that does not work. Mm-hmm. And when you have positive antibodies for Hashimoto's disease or any autoimmune condition, like you could test your antibodies all you want to, they're going to be there. Like you, you're, you have an indicator of an autoimmune disease. And then when you have said autoimmune diseases, that often opens the door to other conditions. Mm-hmm. And That's also important because once I got on my medication, it took a while for it to get stable. And I literally went from like a 2.8, 2.9 to a 3.8. And literally all of my professors like, oh my God, like you're a different person. And wow, there was something wrong. That's what I was trying to tell you all this time. (laughs) I've been saying that, but nobody wanted to listen, so... Like, I mean, I had a professor tell me like, oh, you're a good writer. Maybe you should just focus on writing and not science. Oh, wow. I was like, tell me how much you believe in me. I mean, we were even, (laughs) right? Like we were even talking about me taking a leave of absence. And I'm like, my last semester, a cup? Absolutely not. I'm not, I'm not staying here. You know how much this school costs? That I'm paying for? No, no. We gonna have to figure this out. I ain't gotta be yeah. summa cum laude magna. I don't care. I just want to graduate. Right. Like, I ain't got no eyebrows. My hair is falling out. I'm like stick thin. Mm. And <laughs> in case you didn't know, people, especially women, can sometimes be really cruel because I went from gaining a lot of weight to losing it. And I can't how many people like you on drugs? Are you on drugs? Are you on drugs? Or trying to like ask me without asking lightly, me? yeah. Or like, chill. 
Uh. So that was like the the story, and and from that, I ended up choosing to do a self design major between UMass Amherst and Mount Holyoke. So I was a smart little cookie and decided to combine my neuroscience program with part of the kinesiology program for you. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. I do not recommend that was it. not a good idea. I basically triple majored. Um, <laughs> so I really have time to be in nobody's business. Oh my goodness. I mean, somehow I had the energy and time to become an AKA, which I am forever grateful for. But outside of that, I mm, I know what was going on. People are like, oh my God, did you hear? I ain't hear nothing. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't, I, know what's going on with I, ain't, I don't know. I ain't hear nothing. I can't remember what you said. No way. Cause brain fog. If it's not pertinent to what I'm doing right now, I can't help you. <laughs> and yeah, that is, that is how kind of all of that evolved okay. into learning about Hashimoto's. And that was my official diagnosis was May of 2009. All right, let me, um, one second, I'm gonna <clears throat> Okay, so that's how you started um, to figure out something was wrong and, um, you know, doctors and going back and forth. And then is that when you started to, you decided to think about helping others or did that come along like later on? It ended up coming later on because what I was not prepared for was that it was going to take me about another two years before I really got my life together. Okay. And, and just to, to take a, a pause, you may be wondering like, okay, but what are the symptoms though? Like what, what are the symptoms? Yes. So when you think about my particular case, I, in my high school years, I actually had hyper or overactive thyroid symptoms okay and then that summer when I was in Minnesota I the doctor still don't know what technically caused the Hashimoto's to come out but they were like you know you probably had some type of virus or some sort and that's what took you from hyperthyroidism to hypothyroidism with the Hashimoto's disease or Hashimoto's disease with the hypothyroidism so hyperthyroidism or having an overactive thyroid gland, you may experience symptoms of the rapid weight loss, okay. Um, okay. a rapid heartbeat. Um, it could be irregular. You're going to have heart palpitations. You might be really hungry. You, you will probably end up noticing that you're really nervous. You're anxious. You're irritable. Mean, <clears throat> real mean. Um, the tremors will happen. And what I mean by the tremors is you'll literally like your hands may shake or you may feel like you're just really shaky. Your, your period, forget about it. Like it, it's going to be all over the place. Huh. Um, and definitely hot flashes, definitely issues with your um, digestive system to say it nicely. Your skin may get thin. And that was actually something that I had started to experience just my, my skin was all over the place <sighs> anyway um 
insomnia is real. And then your hair may start getting really fine. It may break off. Your nails will be crazy. The fatigue, muscle weakness, which doesn't really work well when you're an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you'll have that. And when you have hyperthyroidism, the way that that presents itself from an autoimmune perspective is Graves' disease. So even like, I remember looking at pictures of myself and my eyes were kind of bulged mm-hmm. and that is a common problem with Graves' disease when you have, um, what is it? Opto, optimal, optimal, I can't say the word, but <laughs> I can't, I did them, them O words when it comes to eye problems. All right. I can say ophthalmology finally, but it, you basically have issues with your eyes and they, they may start to bulge. You may have seen, um, commercials now with people having like Ted and all those different treatments Uh, for Graves' disease with their eyes it your your eyes bulge your eyes get really dry you have problems issues seeing vision all that jazz but then hypothyroidism on the other hand is an underactive thyroid so you're you're having issues with cold like you could be freezing and it could be 90 degrees outside which was me all the time Mm -hmm. and then you're going to have issues with dry skin or like instead of rapid weight gain or excuse me rate loss you'll have weight gain and then just being stiff and then it again changes because then your cycle becomes heavier your hair is still thin you can't remember nothing Mm -hmm. you can walk in a room and be like why why did I that come in here then you're swollen then your body hurts and um oh you get constipated a lot like I went from bouts of horrific diarrhea to bouts of constipation and then I was depressed because all of this was happening and um yeah so if you experience any of those symptoms (laughs) wow go to the doctor okay go, well, go to the doctor <laughs> I mean first off I want to say not saying that if you're having any of these symptoms that's automatically what it is but right. um I will say even for me hearing some of those symptoms are really hitting home for me and knowing that so it could be having thyroid issues that could be hereditary mm-hmm. is that okay so now that, that I, okay. So yes, listening to those symptoms, listen, you guys, I I'm learning here too. I'm getting lots of wisdom and this interview may change my life, <laughs> uh, which is crazy, but it really may, because like I said, listening to some of those, is just like crazy. So what, okay. How, what do you think I could say to get to find out if I have a thyroid issue, what can, or someone that's listening, that's like listening to this made me realize, okay, I have some of these symptoms. What do I say? How did I get them to to listen to me? And uh, what testing do I need done to, to kind of figure this out? Yes. So here, this is, this is when I step into that mode of actually saying, you know what other people don't know about. And, and back in 2009, I, I, when I searched the world wide web, I did not see a lot when it came to Hashimoto's disease. Half the time I was spelling it wrong. So that was also part of the problem, but 
it wasn't it wasn't a lot of information and the fact that i can go on google and start half like typing in h-a-s-h it's so much it's so much stuff out there now but that also alarms me quite a bit but this is where the advocacy comes in so what i want you to do is start writing down the symptoms that you are experiencing Mm-hmm. when are you experiencing them? Is it when you're stressed out? Is it just randomly sitting? How long does it last? Does anybody else in your family have any type of issues? And, and when you think thyroid, your, your thyroid gland is a part of your endocrine system. So it's not just thyroid. Is it your kidneys? Is it your pancreas? Do you have diabetes? Do you have anyone in your family that has any type of arthritis or lupus? Like the the conditions tend to cluster. So that's why I said earlier, when you have one autoimmune condition, you're more than likely, potentially, I won't say that'll happen, but you could develop other conditions, especially when things are left untreated. So it's important for you to really get a rhythm of writing down all of those things. That's why I developed a health journal so that I didn't have an excuse, but to write it down. Because the reason why this is so important is that when you go to the doctor and you're like, you know what, Dr. So-and-so I have been experiencing this, 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 and this help them help you. Even if, I mean, we'll, we'll get into how to find a doctor and all that stuff at another time, but they're going to ask you, when did it start? How long does it have you know, what makes it worse? What makes it better? So Mm -hmm. by having that information written down, that's going to be important. And you also want to get in the habit of writing down how much sleep do you normally get? When's the last time you got a physical? When's the last time you got your blood work done? And the reason why these things are so important is because you need a baseline to compare your current symptoms. So what I also learned was I was dangerously low in my vitamin D and B. Okay. Your vitamin D is such an important substance for your body. It does so much. And that will also contribute to having issues with depression. And that's why a lot of people will say supplement with vitamin D in the winter time. And then I had vitamin B and I was just like, I don't know what's happening to me. My cholesterol was all crazy. It was just bad. Like it, it was bad. I, I was literally a 21 year old and I felt like I was 81, but because I had gotten in a habit of writing those things down, that kind of helped your doctor think through, okay, what are all the things that could possibly be going on here now? What people will typically tend to do is they will then say, all right, if I suspect I have Hashimoto's or a thyroid condition or anything like that, nine times out of 10, they're going to check just the TSH or your thyroid stimulating hormone. And one of the things that you also want to ask is to look at your T4 and your T3. Those two things are what are going to be important to kind of think through. And a lot of times you want to do T4 or T3 free. 
because that is going to, when it's free, it's not attached to a protein, for example. It, I'm not going to get into the science because we could be here all day. <laughs> but you really want to know where are you? Like, how, how is that T3 being converted, or excuse me, T4 being converted into T3? And how is that telling your brain, wait a minute, it's not enough of this. Let me produce more TSH. And when you have high TSH levels, it's actually hyperthyroid and low is hypothyroid. So it's backwards. And that can be confusing as well. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, my TSH is 14. That's good, right? No, that, that's, that's not good, actually. Um, <laughs> that's actually quite bad. And it'll, it'll be different in a lot of people. So just because for me, like I know my optimal TSH level is between 1.8 and 2.25. But that took me a long time to get there. Right. And it was only because I started working with my doctor to be like, all right, so this is where we are. Here are my antibody levels. Here's my T4, my T3, my TSH. And they know, okay, Ebony, like you, what are you doing? What's different? How, like, and I will tell you, there is a such thing as a thyroid storm. And that's when your symptoms are just unmanaged and out of control. And I was, I wasn't just in a thyroid storm. I was in a thyroid tornado for a couple of years and it was horrible. But when you feel like you just can't do anything and your body literally shuts down, like it's, it's horrible. That is your indicator. You need to get to the doctor ASAP especially if you're on a medication, because you may need your medication adjusted over time because we, we get older, we have children, we may go through menopause, we may have all of these things and your medication may need to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. And I've, I um, had a thyroid storm last summer. It was not fun. Um, and that's when we was like, okay, let's change that medication a little bit. Okay. <laughs> So that's it. (laughs) Right, write things down, write things down, request those labs, do a CBC, a CMP. Those are like your complete metabolic panel that is, you know, looking at what's going on with your body. Your biomarkers are so important and they tell a really clear picture about what is or isn't going right. Okay. So what do you, what kind of, you know, I know that you're like an advocate and a, a thyroid coach. Um, so do, do clients that have thyroid disease, so they come to you for help, what type of, um, how can I say this? Like how, how do you help your clients or what do you, what type of formula do you give them to, um, navigate through having thyroid issues? Yeah. So I really work through a four-part framework. So for me, it's about learning who you are as a person. And a lot of times people like to say, well, it's just my thyroid. Is it the way I don't, like, you gonna get me off this medication? No, I absolutely am not. Um, 
I like to stay within my scope of practice, given my certifications. And I will, I don't, I don't like the idea of being sued. So <laughs> yes, be, because I also work in healthcare. Mm-hmm. For me, advocacy is a huge part of the work that I do, but also being able to say, based upon what you're looking at and what your lab values are, these are the questions you need to ask your doctor. Anytime we, I work with a client, I'm like, I need you to go to the doctor. I need you to have your most up-to-date blood work done because that is going to help us to paint a clear picture and, and walk through your progress over time. Mm. Then we look at habit management because as I said before, you have to know what are your stressors. If from a food perspective, you have to understand, are there things that I'm eating that are causing me inflammation? Do Mm -hmm. I have an intolerance for something? And a lot of people, and I've learned this too over time as I grow, you know, a lot of people will say, well, go gluten-free, go dairy-free. And you can do a fast, I'll call it from those things where you kind of take those things out. But for most of us, unless you have celiac disease, you can slowly start to reintroduce those foods without a problem. But again, that's why I always encourage people get, um, go find you a gastroenterologist or a GI doctor that deals with your digestive system specifically, Mm -hmm. because you can have a leaky gut. So if your body is constantly inflamed, if you're eating highly processed foods, or if you're just stressed, like your digestive system is also an endocrine organ. So if you're not eating well, or if you're always stressed out, that's going to impact the production of a lot of hormones. It's going to impact the synthesis of vitamin D. It's going to impact so much. Mm -hmm. So when your body is broke, or excuse me, your digestive system or your colon is broken down by pathogens or that constant inflammation, it creates little pockets. And that's how all the inflammation kind of gets out and your gut leaks. So that's where that leaky gut phenomenon comes from, but it wreaks havoc in other areas. So we look at building up good health habits. So how do we control your, your stress? How do we look at foods that you can eat that are going to be good for you? And I always tell people, Yes, I am a holistic nutrition coach, but I am not a dietitian. Again, I don't want to get sued. So (laughs) if you have a specific condition, if you have diabetes or like, what can I eat to help my diabetes? I don't know. You're going to have to go talk to a dietitian, registered dietitian. I'm not telling you that. I can give you guidance and education about it, but I'm not treating anything. Right. So We look at habit management, we look at advocacy. We also are gonna look at that nutrition component to give you the proper education on why these things are so important. So that again, you can start being armed with the knowledge to be able to help your body do what it does best. And finally, once you get to that point where you're feeling good, you're in a much better mood, then we start incorporating movement. And that's when I'm like, all right, now you can actually walk up a flight of stairs without feeling like your heart is going to jump out of your chest. Mm -hmm. Let's work on developing an exercise regimen that is specific to you that honors the fact that if I do too many of these lunges, I'm going to get vertigo and I'm going to pass out. 
So that is why I learned about all of these things, got the certifications, and even why I, I tapped into aromatherapy because stress management is so important and stress is killing us, especially women, especially black women. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, I wanted to be a one-stop shop so that people didn't have to go to all the places. And because having a research background, I'm gonna go to the Google scholars and the PubMeds and the, all the, the scientific journals to get you the information and break it down in the way that you can understand. And then, I mean, if you wanna look at the articles, I'll send them to you. <laughs> but you know that that's how I kind of put everything together. Okay. And I mean, I had a client lose nine pounds in a week. I was like, um, wow, really? Like, I don't know what kind of voodoo you did, but when I just cleaned up my diet a little bit and started drinking water and eating more fiber, oh girl, can we talk about this dump? Not, not, I mean, yes, <laughs> we can. If you're okay sharing that with me, I will talk about taking the number two all day, every day. Okay. Right. Let's get rid of them excess estrogens and all that stuff out your digestive system. Okay, girl. <laughs> But the, I love that. Um, and I love the fact that you went through something and now you're, um, and you learned about it, got all the knowledge about it. And now you're helping other people. I love that. I love when people do that because it also, um, having somebody who has been in your shoes before, um, makes things a lot easier. Cause I always feel like it's hard to have someone uh, relate to you if they don't understand or if they've never been through it so I love that you like I said are not only an advocate for it um, but also have been someone that has been through it um, I also wanted to talk about your health journal oh yeah <laughs> uh, where, did, where can we find you know the health journal and um, a little bit about that as well yeah, so the, the health journal also has another kind of side story to it. So it is at joyfulebony.com forward slash health journal. It's on Amazon. You can type in Ebony Williams health journal. Okay. Um, but my dad has stage four colon cancer and had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I remember four years ago now, almost in June, he'll be four years out. And um, I remember walking up to him one day and he just looked awful. And I was like, bro, I got a question. He was like, Ebony. I was like, you know, I'm gonna ask you anyway. <laughs> Why you always look so miserable every time you come out of the bathroom? Like for mm -hmm. me, when I go number two, like the world is a better place. I feel light, I feel free, I feel energized. And you look horrible. I don't want to talk about this. I was like, well, I do. Normally, I don't push the issue. But today, I got time. When's the last time you had a colonoscopy? And when he paused, I was like, uh-oh. You got to think too hard. If you got to think that hard. <laughs> I, I was like, how old are you, sir? Seven. Right. You, you should have got that about 20 years ago, maybe. 30 years ago. <laughs> So, okay. Um, so are you going to schedule that appointment? He's <laughs> like, yes. So what we also didn't know was in the, 
I'll briefly say like trauma, hypervigilance, all the things. Like I notice everything about my family. I even know what their footsteps sound like. My dad always tells me, don't tell people that because that's weird and that's creepy and that will make them not want to be around you. And I'm like, no, I'm just real protective of my people. Yeah. Um, and I noticed he had like a little bump on the side of his face. And I'm very cautious about pointing out things because he had gained a little weight and I didn't want him to think that I was calling him fat or anything like that. So one day I kind of like, like wiggled it a little bit. And I was like, what's that? He's like, come on, Ebony. Like, what? What? I'm like, well, go look in the mirror. Like, what is that? <laughs> sure enough, that was a tumor mm. from the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So it had come back. It was slow growing, but it was there. Mm -hmm. So we basically spent time journaling things because I will spare you the details of that journey, but it was really important to write stuff down because I was the one going back and forth with him after surgeries and all that stuff, talking to the doctors, telling them what was going on. And one day he was in the hospital and he was like, you need to help other people. Mm. you need to share with them all of this stuff because you know I would be either dead or dying if it wasn't for you wow and you know you try to hold it together and I even get kind of choked up thinking yeah. about it now but that's really what pushed me to actually finish it because mm -hmm. I had been like having little pages of it for myself over time and that's what I was using but like all of his doctors were like wow like this is this is really detailed information like thank you we really needed this and even when my mom had an allergic reaction to an antibiotic like I knew all of her health history and my dad was like yep it's 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 time like you you need to make that public and that's kind of how I ended up finishing it Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's my buddy. That's my best friend, y'all. Like that, like, that's my guy. <laughs> I love that. I love that that was your reason for finishing and you did it. And it's on Amazon and on your website. Um, before we uh, wrap up here, mm -hmm. um, you, we, we knocked, let me just say, first of all, the conversation flowed so great that half of the questions I had, you just, you just answered them. So, I mean, I got to give it to you. You really did. Uh, but um, where can our listeners find you on social media? If they need more information, uh, where are you located? Cause listen, let me, let me tell you guys, she gives some great tips. And as you can tell from this interview, she has amazing energy. So you definitely <laughs> need to go look for her. Um, and where can they find you? Yeah, so I am at joyfulebony.com, mm -hmm. Joyful Ebony on all social media platforms. I have the Thyroid Warrior podcast, and I have my aromatherapy product shop. Mm -hmm. um, that is Sula, pronounced Sola, S-O-U-L-A, beautyco.com. And I'm also on Instagram at Sula Beauty Co. Love it. Um, honestly, this interview was so good. I, I, we definitely will be having another <laughs> interview. Um, whether it's, um, an update on me getting my, cause I honestly, like I said, you've given me so much knowledge and that's why, again, I was so excited to have this interview because 
I'm sure a lot of people didn't know a lot of things that you said today. Look, she's dancing. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly why we have to have another interview. But um, I'm definitely going to, uh, I have to go and get uh, get some uh, get mm-hmm. some testing done and uh, see where it goes from there because um, people don't realize how important uh, thyroid health really is. Mm-mm. And one thing I, I will say as a kind of a closer is, even if you go to one doctor and they're like, everything is fine. You're like, bro, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that you cannot get a second opinion. Yes. Now I totally understand that people are like, girl, you going to pay that bill though? <laughs> no, I'm not. But it, you, you don't have to just stop yes. at one particular person, especially like we won't get into insurance, but if you have a PPO plan where you have the ability to go outside of networking, your primary care provider doesn't have to give you a referral, definitely make sure that you are asking the questions and you can go to joyfulebony.com forward slash advocacy. And I have a three-part video on talking you through like what to think about, what questions to ask, how to find an endocrinologist or even a doctor for that matter. And that way you could just use that as a resource to kind of help you. Awesome. So definitely be sure to follow her on social media so you can stay up to date with all of her latest projects and information and obviously get some knowledge from her because she has all of it. Um, Thank you so much again, Ebony, for coming on here. We've been talking for some time and I'm so glad that we were able to schedule this interview. (laughs) And it was just as great as I thought it would be. And um, we will definitely you'll be back. <laughs> keep in touch. We're friends. <laughs> we keep in, yes. At this point, it, we're friends. I'm, I'm like a sticky booger. You can't get rid of me. No matter how much you try to like flick it off, I'm stuck. Sorry, y'all, if you, if you were like, ew, that's a gross analogy. But like, you got it, didn't you? Exactly. <laughs> so make sure to follow Ebony and also um, be on the lookout for her podcast, The Thyroid Warrior. And um, thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>